The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We cross over to Diabetes Anew with Andrew Danu, president of the TNT Diabetes Association. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Tosca. How are you doing? I'm all right. Nice to, nice to have you here with me. And um, <clears throat> today on Diabetes Anew, of course, we're going to be continuing the conversation which we started last week uh, about Christmas and diabetes and some Christmas tips and um, being mindful about taking care of your diabetes during the Christmas season. Um, so we'll continue the conversation, but of course, before we start, I want to just remind the persons about what's going on in the association. Uh, now, this is our last week um, at the office or at our offices will be closed actually at the end of the week. So I want to remind persons who would like to stock up on items for the Christmas season, especially your blood sugar strips. Um, make sure you get those strips before we close off for the new year. Uh, persons also who are using CGMs, uh, then they should also um, get it done before the, 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 well, get it done before we close as well. So you can also always give us a call at 607-3288, that's the Diabetes Association phone number. Uh, give us a call at, at, and, and you could also um, visit our website diabetes-tt.org and you could place orders there as well. So that's a, a, a friendly reminder to persons who still require or still have to stock up on their diabetes supplies. Um, we are wrapping up this week. Um, we were actually supposed to have our camp for children with diabetes this week. But unfortunately, um, <clears throat> we weren't able to, to have all the children available this time. So we've postponed our camp to the Easter vacation. So Easter vacation will be um, when our next camp is going to happen. And we are going to be doing two camps simultaneously, actually. So we're going to be doing our um, children with diabetes camp. And we're also going to be doing our camp for children who are overweight, camp for children who are obese, so we need to, um, of course, get in contact with some of these children. So if you do know a child who is either overweight or a child who is obese um, or a child that you may suspect may be at risk for diabetes, um, if this child is between the age of 7 to 17, then you could get in contact with the association. We'll be doing screening and we're also going to be teaching them about a lot of a lot of aspect they need to, to really take control of and not just the child but also we'll be working with the parents so we're going to be teaching them about how to take care of themselves and how to to make some of these changes in their lives so that they wouldn't um well if, if, if they haven't developed diabetes or they're pre-diabetic um how we're going to be teaching them of course to 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 to, to, to adopt strategies to prevent themselves from, from, from developing diabetes. So that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. But Tosca, I just want us to take a short break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to be talking some more about Christmas tips and diabetes. Thanks. Thanks, Tosca. And so today we're continuing our conversation about uh, Christmas and diabetes and, and some of the tips that persons might be able to use to take better care of their diabetes. Of course, you want to make it very interactive, and I want you all to uh, give us a call or send us a message um, <clears throat> if you do want to contribute to the conversation. Because one of the things I want to talk about is eating during the Christmas season. 
Um, so this is a, actually one of the the most difficult things for some persons to control. Um, and of course, it's one of the reasons why during the, the Christmas season or any season when we, we tend to have persons with diabetes tend to have their blood sugars go out of control. Now, we want to talk about mindful eating and I want you all to give us a call or send us a message and I want you to tell me how do you modify and, and, and or how do you change or how do you make some of our Christmas favorites in Trinidad and Tobago? Do you have any tips or tricks that you use to make it healthier, um, to lower the sugar content in, 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 in those foods that you make? Um, give us a call and tell us how you do it. I'm going to be talking about a few, but I want to hear from our listeners. I want to hear from um, how do you make the cake or how do you how do you cook the, the, the food that you're going to be putting on the table on Christmas Day? Is there any way that you want to make it differently or are you going to make it differently? Um, and maybe you could also help some of, the, some of our listeners who might be, be, be willing to, to make a little change in the way that they prepare the food. So, Tosca, you're going to tell me if we have a call or if we have any messages. Um, so I want persons to, to of course, um, give us their tips. But I want to start with one thing, which is talking about the sugar content in some of the foods that we eat. And the thing is, in Trinidad and Tobago, when we talk about sugar content, we don't just talk about the, the sweet stuff. Because a lot of the food that you eat that aren't necessarily desserts actually are packed with sugar. And you know that you, if, if you purchase some of the foods, especially fast foods, you purchase some of the fast foods, it's laden with sugar. So you buy, for example, um, a coleslaw or potato salad or something like that, and it actually has sugar in it. Um, and they put sugar in it because it tastes better and it makes you come back for more. And of course, I know some persons would put sugar in it when, they, when, they, when they're cooking as well. Um, the sauces, I've spoken about these sauces extensively before. Um, so Trinidadians love to use garlic sauce. And we, I mean, the, the first word there is garlic, but it's not the, the, the thing with the least um, or, or, or the item that, that's least in the garlic sauce is actually the garlic. It's more mayonnaise, which is, of course, eggs and oil and, and, and some vinegar and, of course, some sugar. So those are things you have to be mindful of as well. Um, reducing the sugar content starts with, of course, not incorporating sugars where they aren't supposed to be. So those hidden sugars that, you know, you mightn't think there is, but you're going for Christmas lunch somewhere. You have any barbecue chicken even or all of the sugar in the sauce. That's a lot of sugar. And you need to consider that when you're eating as well. So that's one um, mindful tip that you, you, you need, or rather consideration you need to make when you are cooking and also you know, when you're eating out as well. Because of course, with Christmas season, a lot of us would be going to Christmas parties or dinners or lunches. And uh, you're, you're, you're going to be getting foods, of course, that are festive. And festive foods are often often mean that you know you, you, you often eat things that you might have eaten throughout the year or as much um now one point i want persons to note and we always talk about this is of course moderation and, and yes you could go to the, the, the buffet and you take the foods um but it's about how much you take and last week we spoke about building your plate and building a plate and this is a reminder i want to remind persons how to build that plate so you're going to separate that plate into quarters. 
when you do separately placed into quarters, then one quarter is supposed to be your carbohydrates. So your rice, your protein, your bread, um, provisions, whatever starchy food that you have available to you. The other quarter is dedicated to proteins. Um, so whether it's vegetarian-based protein or meat-based protein or fish, and then the other half should be vegetables and, and, and maybe fruit, but, but usually vegetables, fresh or cooked or so on. Um, in Trinidad, most of the times we don't do this, and, and many persons don't build their plate properly. What you'll often do is probably take a whole lot of rice or a lot of, lot of carbs and spread it across the whole plate and then put the chicken on top and then put things on top of that on top of that and so on. But of course, you're consuming way too much than you're supposed to. So one thing to note, when you are doing, when you are having these festive times and you're consuming the food, or if you have, even if you're having it at home, build the plate properly. And the thing is, most persons think that, you know, well, okay, well, this amount of food wouldn't fill you up. But one thing that you, you need to consider is when you do eat food, it takes a while for you to actually register, rather your brain to actually register that you're full. So it actually takes about a half an hour, 20 minutes to a half an hour for your brain to actually feel full, for you to actually feel full. And this is because when you eat, your stomach distends, your stomach swells with food. And of course, this is going to cause a, a, a stimulation. It's going to release a hormone that is going to cause the brain to, to detect, well, okay, I'm full and I'm not going to feel hungry anymore. But if it is that you're eating and you're eating consistently and you don't, you know, you're, you're, you're eating more than, than portions of food you should consume, before you, you, you actually feel full, before you actually take time to feel full, you're actually over full already. And this is where, you know, a lot of times people eat food and they, they can't move afterwards because they're way too full. So one piece of advice is always, if you go in, it's okay to, go, to get seconds. And that's, that's, that's a point I want persons to understand. It's okay to get seconds, but you need to wait half an hour. So have your meal, um, build your plate as, as, as I described, have your meal. And if it is just still hungry after half an hour, then it means that you could have a little bit more um, most of the times. But use, as a, use that as a, a rough guide to, to help you determine how much and how much or how little you should have. Um, so that's a, that, that's a couple of things that I want persons to note. I want to really go into to how persons prepare things at home. And I want to find out from you, and I want persons to call or send us a message. How do you, for example, stew your chicken? A lot of persons have some very nice methods that they use to stew chicken that don't involve sugar. So I want to hear from you. I also want to hear from you about, about the cakes. How do you make your cake? Do you use alternatives to sugar? Do you use alternatives to, to butter? Um, how do you do it? What about um, how do you make your drinks at home? Um, what about the sorrel that we're going to have and, and, and the punch of creme that we're going to have? How do you make it? And of course, I want I, I want to hear from 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 our listeners. So I know Bass is in studio with us. So, so yes, Bass, and we do have some suggestions here. Tell me it, yeah, yeah, we do have some so suggestions, right? So this one. Good afternoon to you, Doctor Danu. I use no sugar in my black cake because the fruits are already sweet. I'm not diabetic yet, but that's what I do. It says no sugar. The fruits are already mm. sweet. 
That's a that's a very good point, and I want persons to really understand that point. Eh? That sugar, there's a lot of sugar in the fruit, and though that's dried fruit, I mean, dried fruit you actually concentrate the sugars in there. So a lot of people think that you know it's fruit, so fruit should be healthy. Even if fruit that isn't dried tends to have a lot of sugar, and you don't want to be consuming a lot of fruit, especially if you're living with diabetes. But the fruit cake itself, when you use those fruits. It, it does contribute a lot of sweetness, especially some of the sweeter, the sweeter prunes and raisins. So it does contribute a lot of sweetness in there. So that's a very good point um, to, you know, not use as much or, or not use, because you might have to use a little bit of sugar just for the cake to, to, to be able to come out spongy. But um, to limit the amount of sugar you use is very important. And using the fruits to, to complement that is important. But equally important, you can't just eat a lot of it because they say, oh, you're using fruits. Because it's the same sugar, and it's going to raise your blood sugar just as much. So thanks very much for that 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 suggestion and that idea. Yeah, somebody's asking, um, what, about, what about the meats? How should meat be prepared? Um, does meat have anything to do with your, with your diabetes, your sugar level, the amount of meat? Mm -hmm. very, so very important, a very good question. So generally, when you consume protein, that is one really good way to control your blood sugar. When you consume meat as well, meat actually has, especially with meat that has fat in it, it actually has the ability to, 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 to get you satisfied much quicker, meaning it, it, it makes you, it fills you up much quicker. But of course, for many people with diabetes, they may also have um, accompanying conditions where they may have high cholesterol, they may have hypertension. And in general, we want to tell persons to use lean cuts of meat. So lean cuts of meat, of course, you may need to start with the type of meat that you're using. So you want to use things like chicken or use things like fish. Um, you want to stay away from the meats that have a, a lot more fat in it. So even the duck meat and the pork and the beef, um, you want to stay away from, try to stay away from them. Now, of course, Christmas, everybody wants Christmas ham, whatever they want to have. And it often comes out or comes comes a lot of fat. You could easily trim the fat. You could easily con consume the ham with less, with, with none of the fat in it. Consume more of the meat, and that'll be a healthier option for you. So that's just the the, the, the type of meat, but that doesn't contribute as much to your, to your diabetes control than how you prepare it. So the preparation is really what you have to take into consideration here. So in prepar pre preparing the meat, you want to consider methods which don't involve deep frying, which don't involve the addition of a lot of oils or fats, or don't involve adding a lot of sauces with sugars in it. So a lot of people think, well, okay, barbecue is, is healthier than frying, but barbecue means that you're putting a lot of sugar in that barbecue sauce. Because in order to get that barbecue, the most important thing in the sauce is the sugar. That actually causes that chemical reaction that, that gives you the barbecue flavor. So barbecue isn't as good as, you know, some people may think it is because it, you know, say it's not fried, it's grilled. And so some people like to say, well, they're grilling the chicken. But they're not really grilling the chicken, they're barbecuing it and you add any sauce. You could still grill the chicken and you could opt to not have as much barbecue sauce. Or you could have a lower sugar barbecue sauce. There are lower sugar barbecue sauces on the market. Or you could even barbecue using, or rather roast chicken using other ingredients. For example, um, I don't know, 
place if you ever had a, a real Jamaican jerk chicken with yeah, no man. sauce on it. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know yeah. just the just 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 the, just the herbs and the spices, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So using using methods like that, um, opting for things that don't involve a lot of oils and a lot of sugars is preferable. Um, a preferable method, rather. Yeah, boy. That sounds like it, it takes a lot of discipline, boy. Discipline is the word. Because it's hard, it's tough. It does. Mm. It is, and especially this time, eh, when everybody... Yeah. The, the amount of Christmas parties you might have to go to. And again, you might have to go to your family's get-together. You have yeah. to go to work lines. You have to go to all of these things. Mm. But you just have to be mindful. And as, as, as we always say, you could take every single thing. You have that buffet line. You could take every single thing that's there. But if you follow the rule, as I said, divide your plate and you only put what's supposed to be what's supposed to be in those regions, your quarter carbohydrates or starches, your quarter meats or proteins, your half vegetables. And most people don't do that. Eh? And one one advice I want piece of advice I like to give people. Um if you're laying out a buffet station, a lot of times people like to put the rice and, and you know, rice first and all the carbs first, because it's tradition that that's what you load up on the most. But one piece of advice I want to give persons is is put the salad first and make the salad or make the make the make the vegetables attractive. So something I like to do, and we did it a few times in the association, I always like to do whenever we have a, a buffet style um um lunch or something like that. I like to do like a little salad bar. So you make it interesting. You have a lot of different vegetables and, and fruits even options, low fat dressings, and they make it very attractive. And you put that first. You put that first in the buffet line so that persons take more of that. And they make it attractive so that they want to take more of it. So when you fill up that your plate with that, you fill it up halfway, then you go to your carbohydrates, your rice, and then your, your meats and so on. And then you would, would have built your plate properly. So even if it's not arranged like that, try to go to the, to, to the vegetables first. Try to go to the salads first and fill the plate halfway as much as you can. And then, of course add the other 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 parts of the plate like that mm-hmm. what, so, what, what, what about diluting some of the um the sorrel and some of these sweeter things you might find at events or even at your home but would that help diluting it with water yeah so that's a very good question and it's very it's a very good option as well but you need to make you need to, 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 to take into consideration is it that you're diluting it and you're drinking all that you were intentionally going to drink or you're diluting it and drinking less. Meaning that if it is, for example, you were going to drink an eight ounce glass of sorrel that was very sweet. And then instead of drinking that eight ounce glass, you pour that eight ounce and you then in a in a 12 ounce glass and you top it up with water. So it's not as sweet. Um, and you say, okay, well, yeah, drinking a diluting it, but you're getting the same amount of sugar in your body no matter what. If on the other half of the juice out, or you only would have filled the glass, the eight on glass halfway or three quarter the way, or however, and then you top it up with water, then then that is really reducing the amount of sugar. So by diluting it and still eating or still drinking the same amount, it doesn't do anything to change the what the sugar does to your body. So you need need to take into consideration how much you consume. Um, so that's that's very important. Another point to notice about ice, some people tend to think, you know, I'll put ice in it and I'll dilute it down. Well, unless all of the ice has melted, then it's not going to dilute the drink as much as you think it does. So 
diluting is important, but but make sure it's not that you're consuming a lot of the sugar. Um, you know, you dilute it and put it in a big glass. That, that's something that to note. Because I've seen a lot of people do that, and they think, you know, the sugar magically disappears with dilution. All right, so, folks. I'm so, going to hear from, from Mr. Pinal, who always calls and says how he controls his diabetes. And maybe not so for Christmas. You know, we had Diwali, he has sweets as well, too. So give us a call at 627-3223-625-2257. Let's know how you deal with those sweets and treats as a diabetic around this time. And, and Bees, I want to, um, and, and while we, we, we wait for our listeners to, to, to reach out, um, I want to also talk especially about alcohol, and I mentioned it last week, and I did have a lot of questions about it afterwards. So I want to just re-emphasize that if you're living with diabetes, as best as you can, try to stay away from alcohol. As best as you can, try to not consume the alcohol. And if you really, really do want to consume the alcohol because of course it's christmas it's once a year you get together then you want to limit yourself to two drinks two drinks doesn't mean two bottles of wine or um two six packs of a, a beer um two drinks would mean one of those or a glass of wine or a single beer and then even when you have any drink you want to limit the sugar content you want to if you're opting for wines you want to opt for the, the drier wines, wines that wouldn't have as much sugar in it. If you opt in for the beer, you could opt for the light beers. The light beers often have less sugar and sometimes even less alcohol um, because it's important to know that alcohol does a whole lot of things to the body. When alcohol goes into the body, the body kind of deals with it similar, similarly to like a toxin or like 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 some something that could cause damage to your body. Your liver has to go into hyperdrive to deal with this alcohol that your body is is taking in and that often means that your the other things that the liver controls often has to be sidelined one of which is your blood sugars so many different things could happen when you drink the alcohol you could have very elevated blood sugars or consequentially or conversely rather you could have very low blood sugars and these very low blood sugars are extremely dangerous because when persons tend to drink, of course, you know, you get tipsy, you get drunk, or you feel dizzy, you feel, you know, um, well, everybody should should have a sense of what they might feel like if, if, if you drink alcohol. But that's also a similar feeling to when your blood sugar is low. So if your blood sugar is low and you're, you're, you're also drink, you mightn't really know, you might think you're getting tipsy when really your blood sugar is just really going low and it might be extremely dangerous. So my advice to persons who are living with who are living with diabetes, and I mean, based I would say a lot of people will say they're very hard, né? because you have some people who have developed diabetes primarily or partly because they really drink a lot. So some people in the bar every week, um, some people have alcohol every day or every few days. And that might be one of the, the contributors to them developing diabetes. And they can't quit the habit. It's very difficult for them to. Um, but that is extremely dangerous for them, extremely detrimental for them. Now, that, that single episode of drinking alcohol could mean that you end up in hospital, or even worse, um, you don't come out of the hospital after. So be mindful of what the alcohol that you drink, and especially if you're insulin, 
I would advise to not drink alcohol at all because having hypoglycemia, having low blood sugar is extremely dangerous um, when you are dealing or also having to deal with having to take insulin. Um, so be careful, be very mindful of that. So let's, um, if we do have a call base, let's take a short break. When we get back, we could continue the conversation. And of course, we're going to be talking some more about um, mindful eating and about taking care of your diabetes during the Christmas season. Oh, we do have a call coming in. Let's take it before the break. Hello, oh, good afternoon. Yeah. Yes, man. Is there any evidence uh, the diabetes, the lifestyle diabetes? I think it is um, uh, two. Uh, I think two. I'll call it two. Yeah. Is there any mm -hmm. evidence that by practicing on healthy habits coming up from young, that we could uh, damage or cause our pancreas gland malfunction unnecessary before um, before time and not give us the, the service they're supposed to give us? Doctor, listen, like. Yeah, thanks for that question. And in a way, yes, because the thing is, when you are young and you might be doing things that you think because you're young, you're healthy, you're strong, you could be drinking every weekend and eating fast food every single day and you still remain thin and lean and, 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 and healthy. And at that point in time, your body is working fine. So I wouldn't say that it's, it's going to damage your pancreas or damage anything at that point in time. But as you get older and as you mightn't be able to maintain the activity levels that you would have had previously, if you continue with that lifestyle, then of course, that is where you're going to end up in problems. Because as I said, your body is designed in such a way that if it is your protein fuel and you burn it off, then that's how the body is supposed to work. So you could be eating a cake every day. But if you run in a marathon every single day, then of course you need the energy and you might be able to get the energy from the cake. And it's simple as that. It's just like you put gas in a car and you burn off the gas when you use it. But if it is that you don't use it, that is when you get issues. That's when you have problems. So this is often the, the case where, you know, you see many young persons developing diabetes. And I mean, when I say young, I mean like 20s and 30s. Because in your teens, you could, you know, the thing that you might have been doing in your teens, you really can't get away with it at this at this age, and you really need to take um, more active or more uh, more of an active um, role in, in 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 managing your health. So I would say people in their twenties, you need to start making some of these changes. I mean, if you could adopt these changes very early in life, very young in life, and extremely uh, beneficial to you, it actually would increase your lifespan significantly yeah so let's take that break base and when we come back um we'll continue with your calls we'll continue with your questions we have a um a short while left with you all on diabetes and you we're going to be talking some more about some tips i'm not talk i'll be talking about testing and taking your medication as well afterwards. All right, folks, so we're back with Diabetes and You, Dr. Andrew Dano of the Diabetes Association. And, of course, we're talking, you know, living with diabetes and some of the treats, what are some of the things you do, especially around this festive season. Uh, you there, Andrew? I'm here. Yeah. Thanks, please. Right, somebody says during the holidays, one should consider drinking a glass of water before meals to avoid overeating. Filling yourself up with water, does that help? That's a very good tip, actually. Um, as I said before, 
when you when your brain detects that you're full, um, it only does this after your stomach swells up, after it's distended. Um, now, drinking water wouldn't distend your stomach for a long time, but um, it does help. And studies have shown that it does help. Um, so that is one tip that you could use to, to limit yourself from eating as much. So that's something good. Uh, another tip that you could use is besides the water, because the water is not going to stay very long in the stomach, as I said. So persons have actually tried this out, which is the order in which you consume the food. And I thought it was very interesting when I heard about it, but I did see some studies on it. The same plate of food you, you, you consume, if you change up the order in which you consume it, so often you know you consume a little bit of everything at the same time and you put it on the fork with the spoon. Um, but if you change the order in which you consume it, it might affect the blood sugar differently. So for example, if you consume the vegetables first, the salads first, so the vegetables, the cooked vegetables first, that actually would help to fill you up more. It actually would reduce how fast sugar gets into the blood and then you follow that with the proteins and the starches last. Um, that has actually shown to have a, a very significant impact on blood sugars. So just by changing up the order, um, so you could try it out. You could try you could try that out at home as well. Um, to change up the order in which you, you consume the food. Yeah. Yeah. Questions here. Um, all right. Um, during the holidays, one. Oh, did I do that already? Yeah. All right. Yes. Good day. Um, the night before my fasting blood work, I drank cough medicine that contains sucrose and fructose, and my HbA1c went up to 6.7. I was 6.2 before. I also took my statin drug, rusuvastin. Can this elevate my sugar? Yep. It's a very good question, especially about HbA1c. Now, HbA1c is not affected by what you do the day before, the night before, or maybe even a week before, because HbA1c gives you the average of your blood sugar for the previous three months. So no matter what you consume, or what, what, what you would have done, or what you would have eaten um, the day or the night before, your, your HbA1c is not changed. So that HbA1c, once it is an accurate HbA1c, it's done in a, 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 a validated place in the hospital or in a validated lab or so on, then that is your HbA1c, the cost rub. The cough syrup did not change it. Um, that is actually what it is. Um, if it was a fasting blood sugar or a random blood sugar test, then I would say yes, the cough syrup may have influenced it and raised it a little bit. But it's HbA1c is not affected in the short term. Uh, another point to note is if you take any cough syrup, because base, I know a lot of persons are actually sick or getting sick, getting this flu or getting a cold. Um, and Christmas time is a flu and cold season primarily because uh, persons are in a lot of in, in very close proximity with each other. You're going to limes, you're going to parties, you're at home. And this is this is one of the ways that viruses spread much quicker. So I would always advise persons to, if you haven't as yet, take your annual flu shot. Um, every year, the, the flu shot is really a mixture of, of, of the influenza viruses that are circulating around during that year. And every year you should have that flu shot. So take that flu shot because I've seen a lot of persons, young persons even getting coming down with, with the flu and it's very, 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 very bad on them. They've been out for a few weeks. Um, it's a pretty nasty virus going around. So please take your vaccine, your flu vaccine, if you have not done so as yet. 
But if it is that you do get sick and you're living with diabetes, there are options for for cough syrups, which are sugar-free. Um, can't remember the, the, the brand right now, but you could just go to your pharmacist and ask them for a sugar-free cough syrup, and there are those options as well. It's still sweet because they use non-nutritive sugars, but um, it's sugar-free. That wouldn't raise your sugar. So that's a point to note for people with diabetes. All right, folks, of course, we're taking your questions too at 627-323-625-2257. And of course, as we always get these questions all the while with the, uh, the well, I don't know if you call them, the heel spurs, the, the feet, bottom of the feet mm-hmm. hurting early in the morning um, a lot. What could be the cause of that? One in my yeah, mind. so if you, if you are having pains continuously, and, and actually we're going to be having Dr. Mann on the program next week, Thursday, um, so maybe you could you could even ask Dr. Man that question. But when when you do have pain for a period of time, and I know you're using things and it really is not addressed, I would advise to go see a podiatrist. Now there are a few podiatrists in Trinidad to be gone. These are the the medical professionals who are trained to take care of your feet, trained to deal with foot problems, and especially foot problems around people with diabetes. So that's the type of health professional you need to see. Uh, we have a few of them associated with us, and you can give us a call, um, 607-3288 at the association, and we'll put you in contact. We have uh, one in San Fernando, there's one in St. Joseph, I believe there's one in Tobago, there's one in Arima, um, a couple in Port of Spain, or one in Port of Spain. But give us a call, and you need to see a podiatrist. If you're having these foot problems, and it's really not going away, then these are the persons who you need to, 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 to have that conversation with, have that consultation with them. And, um, and based, as you mentioned, foot, we actually next year, we've been talking about it all year, and next year we are actually going to start our diabetic foot screening program. So we're going to be starting with training, and of course this is supported by the Ministry of Health. We're going to be starting with training and um, we, we, we're hoping to train about 50 to 80 volunteers who would be then deployed into the field, into public spaces, and, and, and you know, persons will be able to come in and we'll be able to look at your foot and see if there are any issues and then direct you to, to, to care if, if needed. Because there's so many people out there who really, they have any numbness, they have any tingling, uh, they're really not checking up on it because they really don't know what's happening. So that's why we really, really need the screening, and especially screening for if you're losing sensation at the bottom of your foot. That's extremely important to catch early on because that's the that's the point in which you, know, you really can make some interventions there. You don't want to be at the point where you have an ulcer, you have a cut, and then you have to, to treat with that. So you don't want to get to that stage. So look out for that program next year as well at the association. Mm-hmm. What what else so, is coming up? But does the association association itself offer any dietary advice for folks around this time? Like, can people reach out to you all and say, you know, what can I eat? Of course, of course. And I mean, throughout the year, um, we've had our nutritionists working with persons with diabetes. Um, this week, well, as I said, our staff have been working extremely hard for the past year. So we are giving them a couple of weeks off. So the association will be closed from this Friday. This Friday is our last day. The last day the staff will be out, both at Arima and Shagona's offices. We're hoping next year we could open some new offices, so we're looking out for that. Maybe we could open some some new offices in San Fernando and Port of Spain and in Tobago, so we could be able to be closer to persons who need us and don't need to 
to come from wherever they are. Um, so we're going to be doing that. But we would, would have had nutritional counseling and we want to encourage persons. Nutritional counseling is offered free of charge at the association. If you can't come to the association and every single health center, there are registered dietitians and nutritionists who are willing to work with you. Um, one thing I want to advise is people still do it. They always ask for a diet sheet. And there's no one size fit all for everyone. And you can't just take a sheet of paper and follow that and expect to have meaningful change. You need to sit down with that professional. So now with a nutritionist dietitian, tell them about where you are at. And then they will work with you to get to where you're supposed to be. And that's why it's so important to have that consultation session. So we do actually have, I think, a couple more um, sessions today. I think today was the last day. Or yesterday actually was the last day, sorry. Yesterday was the last day we would have seen people for the year. But if it is that you really, really need that help, and I, I, I advise every person about diabetes, they should at least see nutritionists once a year if they are uncontrolled. And once they've, 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 they've gained control of their diabetes, then of course, um, you don't need to see them as of, as often, but you should always, always do that. And as we, as we're on the topic of things that you need to do annually, and next week we will be, we'll, 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 we'll be having the last program for the year next week. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about things that you could do for 2020, 2024. And we're going to be talking about the things that you need to do in terms of screening, um, when you need to do your annual screening, if it is that you are, or rather when you need to do a screening, or when, if it is that you're not living with diabetes, what, how often the frequency should be for different types of tests. And if you're living with diabetes, what types of tests should you do and how often? How often should you check your eyes? And how often should you check your foot? And how often should you check your, your blood? So we're going to be talking about that, of course, in preparation for 2024. Um, next week, as I said, we also have Dr. Mann, will be joining us and Dr. Man will be talking about um, his product and also talking about diabetic foot diseases as well. But I want us to, to continue the conversation about the, the diabetes tips because of course, and I'm going to re-emphasize again alcohol because I think based no matter how, many, how much you talk to some persons, mm -hmm. it's very difficult for yeah. them to, and I think we really need to, the association needs to, to work a bit more with probably alcoholics anonymous. Um, a lot of people, I would say, based a lot of people in Trinidad and Tobago are alcoholics, eh? and they don't want to. They would not admit it, or they can't admit it, because of, of course, it's very difficult to see it in them. But but you see, every bar on a weekend, people are there, and even during the week, people are there daily or you know weekly or they're drinking at home, and and it is a huge problem. It is a huge problem, not just for diabetes, but it also contributes to every other non-communicable disease. Um, so it's legal just because something is legal doesn't mean that it's safe for you. Um, cigarettes are also legal, but so be very mindful of the alcohol that you consume this season. Be very mindful of the amount of sweets that you consume this season and the food that you consume this season. And to balance that off, as I, I last point I want to make, balance that off with some exercise. Um, if it is uh, your person in the gym, then do that. If it is that your person who likes to do gardening, then do that. If it is that you're somebody who likes to walk or somebody who just likes to, to do things around the house, once you do something that that, that, that makes you active, um, increases your activity or maintains that at least three, 30 minutes a day, three times a week, 
once you once you once you maintain that activity level during this time is very very important for you so i want persons to keep that in mind i want persons to 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 try not to overindulge over the christmas season we do, we do have a because call as i said a call coming in that's the okay, hello good afternoon that's it good afternoon good afternoon i joined the program kind of late but my problem is that um i have a father-in-law his foot gives him a lot of problems the uneasiness with the foot um i heard you said something about it but i didn't get the full gist of it can you recommend a medication or somebody that could um, assist him with this this um, problem what is the problem you have with the foot is it pain well, is it the is burning it... the um mm. the needle type um right he's diabetic right. bad so mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, he yeah. can't even walk on it i understand so yeah, the understand. professional that you need to see thanks for that paul and the question the professional you'll need to see is a podiatrist and that's the that, that those are the the persons who are trained to deal with foot diseases or foot, foot issues now at the association we do have a product and we'll we actually spoke about the product last week we'll be talking about the product next week as well when dr man is here but you could give us a call and you could actually um you could you, you could try it out with them uh give us a call at the association our association number is 607-3288, 607-3288, that's our association number. And you can find out that product for your foot. Um, and we've been seeing phenomenal success there. But also tune into the program next week. At 12.45, we'll be talking to the inventor of the product. So we'll be, you could actually call him and, and, and kind of get some of your questions answered as well. So we'll be on next week um so based in the last few minutes we have um i just want to remind persons again if you do want to get anything from the association and tomorrow is your last day um make any of the orders or get any of the get any of the strips that you need or any of the diabetes supplies that you need from our shop then tomorrow is our last day um until the second of of january so all of our offices will reopen on the 2nd of January. Of course, we will still have diabetes on you next week, Thursday. Um, that'll be my last show for the year, but we will still do um, diabetes on you next week, Thursday. And next week, Thursday, we'll be talking about our plans for 2024. We have a lot of plans at the association for 2024. We'll recap some of the things we did in 20, um, in 2023. And of course, we'll talk about some steps people could make in 2024 to live happier healthier lives so um i want to end off there today base and we will pick this up next week um and in the meantime as i said can continue enjoying in the evening base hope you do have a, a good rest of your show today and um we'll pick up again next week thursday at 12 noon uh diabetes and the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.